This episode and all of our South by Southwest coverage is brought to you by Vimeo, the new home for 360 video. Hey everybody, this is John Fusco, and you are listening to the No Film School Podcast. When attending film festivals, there is no more exciting prospect than catching a screening of a midnight short section. These are generally made up of the strangest and in many ways the most innovative projects accepted. They are playgrounds for exploration, coming from filmmakers who are absolutely fearless in exploding the themes and neuroses of their own daily lives. And South by Southwest selects the best of them. I sat down with a handful of crew members from shorts featured in this year's edition of South by Southwest, including Drew Maynard and Caleb Dirks from The Source, Celine Held and Logan George from Mouse, and Sarah Winshaw from Whiskey Fist. We discussed the different favors, planning efforts, and resources it took for each of these filmmakers to get their short into South by Southwest. There was one constant in every path, however. No one made a short to get into a midnight section or even a film festival. They all just made stories which they felt needed to be told. The stories also just happened to be batshit insane. Enjoy. Hey guys, John Fusco here, and I'm sitting in our uh, Airbnb, or I guess I'll say our house, because it might be illegal that we're here. Um, with some very talented people all took part in the Midnight Shorts program at South By, which was really strong this year. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves, starting with you, Drew. Hey there, I'm Drew Maynard, the writer, director, editor of The Saurus. Uh, and a quick logline on that would be that it's a, a man with a robust vocabulary, must write a letter to an old friend. Uh, the reason he's writing the letter is that he's having some um, severely personal health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get into that later. Yeah, and I'm uh, Caleb Dirks. I was cinematographer on the Saurus. I'm Celine Hallett. I was co-director and co-writer on Mouse. And my name is Logan George. I'm uh, also co-writer and co-director, and I also act in Mouse. And it's a story about um, two people uh, in an apartment who uh, attempt to capitalize on a, an unlikely opportunity that presents itself. And uh, Logan also edited Mouse. Yes. Great. Right. I'm Sarah Winshaw. I'm the producer of Whiskey Fist. And uh, Whiskey Fist is a movie about a young uh, intern who has sex with a whiskey bottle and needs to get an abortion. Cool. Great. And that intern is male, too. It's important. Oh, yeah, to, I should have <laughs> clarified. He is a young man. Yes. yes, a young male intern. I like that it wasn't specified. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just so obvious to me that that's how it would go. So so let's just jump right in. And uh, I'm going to ask, like, no, anyone can take this question first. What did you do to get yourself into the position where your film is now being exhibited at South by Southwest? I don't know. <laughs> Great question. Uh, no. So my director, or the director of uh, Whiskey Fist, Jillian Horvat, uh, had a short two years ago in the uh, Midnights as well, and um, so you know I loved it. And so is that, there is there some sort of a legacy? Would you say I within would say South so. By? Well, like I mean, her short it's uh, her first short is Kiss Kiss Finger Bang, which is uh, you can see it on Fandor, and uh, it's a great movie. And I mean, you know, she, she made this, we, well, we made this one together, Whiskey Fist, um, and we didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, it's not like, oh, well, we're definitely getting in, but it was like, she'd been here and she loved it so much that I know that it's really important to us to be here. So, I mean, I'm not, I don't know how we did it, but we got lucky and did it. Um, for Logan and I, we made three shorts last year in 2016, Mouse being one of them, um, 
Yeah, uh, Logan and I have been writing a feature uh, script for um, six years altogether, three years, just the two of us. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we wanted to make shorts to prove we could make our feature. Essentially, if you take our three shorts and you put them in a pot and mix them together and you pull out what that is, that would be our feature. So that was kind of, if you're a witch and you can do that. <laughs> um, and our, our DP had had shorts in South by before, like that's maybe an element uh, of it. And I was also an actor in uh, a short that was in South, uh, the Midnight Shorts the year prior. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe hand in hand with that. Uh, this is our first time at South by, and I'd say what ultimately started our path here was uh, Caleb and I met in uh, L.A. at uh, film school, if that's okay. Uh, that's was, fine. It was, a, a semester. <laughs> it was only a semester long. It was, yeah, we, it's okay. It's I, okay. A semester I had long, Julian like, at film school, about. too. Okay. <laughs> but I would say once uh, we graduated college, Caleb moved to Nashville, and we started just making stuff, and that's where we, uh, no shade on the film school, that's where we learned most of our stuff was just making stuff uh, on our own. Uh, and we, you know, stories changed and evolved. And we learned what works and what doesn't and ended up uh, screening in Nashville last year uh, and this year. And so just thought, okay, cool. Things are, people are responding positively. And I guess we'll toss one in on South by. I don't know if Caleb has more to. My confidence is a little bit bigger now. (laughs) (laughs) No, we just kept making things we wanted to. And it was like, if an idea hit that it's like, that'll only take two hours to make. Let's do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. It worked. Cool. And so you just keep going on it until it really clicks. I will say too that um, this is our first time at South by, but seeing all the midnight shorts together, there's definitely room for a lot more um, expression and experimentation than I expected. We were surprised that our short is like one one of the only ones that's like really like grounded in reality, you could say, or like <laughs> there's like a you know you, it could actually happen, and a lot of the other ones just explode in all kinds of directions and are um, really really out there. Um, and are really big narrative risks. Um, and I know that there are midnight shorts in other festivals, like midnight um, type uh, events, but um, that was that's something that sort of allows work to be seen that might not appear in other kinds of festivals. I would agree totally with that in that I've got some scripts or stories that I'm working on, but after sitting through the uh, midnight shorts now twice now, I'm like, I, I need to go back and rehash and stuff. This is just some straightforward I want to get weird with it. Yeah. I want to stick a whiskey bottle in that butthole. But. <laughs> I mean, I will say that I, I, um, as a producer, I've, I've made four shorts this year and, um, you know, it's like, you don't know what is going to do what, where. So like whiskey fist is here at South by and that's amazing. And, you know, I have other shorts playing at other festivals and it's just sort of like, you know, as a, as a producer, my directors come and they say, well, will we get in here or will we get in there? And it's like, I could pretend that I know, but it's like, really, you can't, it's just so hard to guess how that's going to hash out. So then none of you would say that you made a movie to try and get into the midnights portion of a festival. Definitely not. And I, and I also think, um, to piggyback off of what you guys said a little while ago, that yeah, we're just making shit we want to make. Yeah. Like we're just doing stuff. We, we and 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 I think to make a short to try to get into a festival is totally the wrong way to go about it. Mm. We're we're first time filmmakers. This this is right. yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Get you know, out. The three shorts we made last year are the first shorts we've ever made. Oh man, 
Mouse is so good. Everybody, Mouse is amazing. Everybody go watch. You we went to a drama so. school, no film school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you mentioned like the cinematography and the cinematography oh, yeah. is stunning. The way the camera is engaged. He's great. It is so like when it comes in close, when your characters are on the phone and it's just like, oh, it's just ears and mouth and this phone like that are all there. It's just, Thanks, guys. oh, it's so tight. That's Lowell, it's, Lowell A. Meyer. Yeah. Who's a, who's a genius. I worked with Lowell um, as an actor the first time I worked with him on the short that got into South by Seth last year and working with him on set. Then I was like, whoa, this is just someone who you want to have on your set. Um, he shot. He shot two out of our... He's, yeah, he shot two out of our three shorts, and um, he's an indispensable member of our team. So then, technically uh, speaking, like, in terms of, um, you know, not you don't have to give us your budgets, but, like, what did you do to sort of put yourself in the position to um, have the resources to make the film that you were trying to make? Uh, I have um, some very supportive parents, and they allowed us to shoot um, at the where we shot the source. It's kind of a lake house setting. That was big, and, and I don't know, you know, you, you can't put a dollar amount on that, but also just utilizing resources, friends, and kind of a favor. Uh, work on mine, work on yours. Um, scratch my back sort of deal. Um, and yeah. Very expensive in the scratch realm. Actually, there were a lot of back scratches going on. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Um, a lot of butt scratches. <laughs> yeah, a lot of butt scratches. That's perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the location also kind of inspired in in a sense. And, and man, locations can give you so much. I, I do agree. And then just having a, absolutely amazing friends who give up time and, and their passions big shout out to our actor who who was kind enough to volunteer and we've worked with him on stuff uh he has he's really some, good he's amazing yeah, he's he hilarious. tennis <laughs> instructional videos and we've worked <laughs> with him on those they're great check out tennis tips with freddie love um and so he was all about it he was uh, he believed in the script luckily and uh was just like yeah let's hang out for a weekend and make this thing for a whiskey fist um so uh, Jillian's first film landed at Fandor after um, playing here at South by a couple years ago. And she got, um, I mean, she's not here to talk about it, but she got the Fandor Fix Filmmaker um, title. And what they did at Fandor, which is so amazing, is basically we ran a Kickstarter last year and they were like able to help um, fill that out. And then we will, uh, if you want to see Whiskey Fist and your patient, it will be on Fandor um, once we're done with our festival runs. So can I ask, how does something land at Fandor? Um, I don't know. I okay. didn't work on Kiss Kiss Finger Bang, and I don't know how, but I, I think they liked it. <laughs> I know that much. Um, and I know Fandor, what, something I do know about Fandor is that they're a big supporter of shorts, and they're one of the few places that are interested in new shorts. So it is a good um, resource, especially if you're interested in seeing shorts. It's a good place to go. Could prospective filmmakers like reach out to Fandor and ask them to help fund their shorts? Is that something that I they do? I hope so. I'm trying to do that myself. Yeah. So I um, saw that actually on your, on the, like how it was produced by Fandor. And yeah. I was wondering. Like, yeah, no, I, I mean, and you know, Fandor's actually had some change in staff since we started. So, you know, I, as a producer, I'm also just like, 
doing what probably a lot of the listeners are doing, which is like trying to find an email address and pitching them my next few shorts to see if they'll be interested. But so far, I'm not sure. Um, and if I find out, maybe I'll like comment on this post or something. <laughs> yeah, follow up with <laughs> Keep us. Keep you guys posted, yeah. <laughs> and then you two, I mean, like you just did three shorts yeah. last year and I know you two mm-hmm. and I know you're very like disciplined people as far as like getting stuff done, like scheduling out like what you need exactly. Is that... We shot the whole thing on our own dime, all mm. three of them. Um, we... Uh, you know, we got, we went to NYU, we got some debt, it's happening, but we, we think that our money is best spent on moving forward and, and, you know, pay off those loans later, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, we just went into, we're not, um, we're not big Kickstarter people, even though Kickstarter is a great platform and we weren't comfortable asking friends and family because we ha- we felt like we hadn't proven ourselves to anyone yet and we needed to, to do that on our own. Um, Mouse uh, cost eight grand. Our other short, Valencia, cost five. Um, and Fever, uh, our third short, was shot in four different countries: um, in Tokyo, Kathmandu, um, Muscat, and in the U.S. And um, that one was just us as crew. It probably cost two grand in in, in total. Um, so so Good yeah, they, they were they were, <laughs> we were we were already traveling to those places. Okay. So okay, that doesn't yeah, I was gonna say like that doesn't yeah, yeah, that's a little Jeez. misleading commercial for commercial work. Yeah, okay. so that's a, like the fall type of approach. Right. The movie The Fall. Yeah. That's the way he filmed that. Oh really? Shooting cool. commercials. Yeah. Oh, in those places. Get someone else to okay. send you, and then you think of ways to make that worthwhile for your personal. That's exactly how it happened. Yeah. We knew cool. we were going to be in those countries and we wrote a script to... We were working with high school students. Yeah. So we, we wrote a script around high school students and then they assisted us on each part, each, uh, which was awesome. So we were the crew. I did audio. Logan was our DP. <laughs> we co-directed. And um, these uh, these kids were, were awesome. And, and yeah, Fever's doing well too. Um, but... Yeah, we just thought, you know, if we want to spend money on something, you might as well, I don't know. The, no, um, for the quality of that business card, I think you got a very good price. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking at your films as a calling card, yeah, like, good lord, that, like, that's so effective. Yeah, it looks like more than you spent. And Mouse, really? Yeah, for sure. Just say it's 30 next time. Yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, the corners... <laughs> just for fun. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. the, the corners we cut were that we... It was a 16-page script that we only shot in two days. Mm-hmm. And we did all of our own catering. And we... Um, didn't have seconds like we I mean we really love keeping crew really really small in general and this was like this was our first short that we had a gaffer and that was like a huge step for us to like enter into the whole lighting realm that was like a really big you can tell that you have a gaffer (laughs) yeah um and and for the most part that doesn't include um post as well too which can really get like it it, um, I think there's another, another, two, two. another two grand, honestly, yeah. on top of that. And Logan and, colored and edited it. So, right. Which is another way that we can keep it, um, it, our costs down. What, what is your labor cost like? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's still free these days. <laughs> I think sitting here uh, now that I'm realizing like how much fell on YouTube, uh, for the film, like I never would have guessed it. Oh. Like after watching it, it's like not, not to discount, like I look at you no, guys, and go, but like, Oh, they had all kinds of people, but to hear that you edited and colored and, and like, yeah, um, no, we did costumes, makeup. Uh, we did, we found the location and most amazing. of the, yeah, most of the support, like we're we're very big on 
I, I don't know. I, I guess we, we really try to keep everything within our um, creative control. And it's, it's been out of necessity because of money constraints uh, up until this point. But moving forward, if the budgets do get bigger, we are still just as passionate about like maybe not doing catering, but still like, you know, like having like a real investment in like costume choices and location and, and all of that moving forward. Well, and to piggyback on that, I don't know, my first short was last year and it was uh, $3,000. And oh, wow. we, something I've been really loved that I did then that I've kept doing as my budgets grow is like you're talking about, like doing as much as we can ourselves as possible, just because it's fun and... It's a good way to learn. Yeah, and and like, it, it's just, it's like you build a team that way too, that you really trust and that you really love so that when you do have your budgets grow, there's a certain pleasure in being able to actually start paying people that did it before you could pay them, um, that I'm learning slowly but surely, hopefully, um, <laughs> eventually. Life happens in 360 degrees, and now on Vimeo.com, so do your videos. Now you can upload, watch, and even sell your 360 videos on Vimeo. Vimeo 360 means immersive eye candy, immersive adventures, and immersive storytelling from the world's best filmmakers. Plus, Vimeo has a ton of helpful resources for all experience levels. How to shoot, how to edit, and even roundups of the best 360 video gear are available on the site. Join the new home for 360 video at Vimeo.com slash 360. So then what are, because we're talking about, you know, ways that you can sort of, uh, maximize your effectiveness on your short, what are, uh, if you were like to have an ideal short, um, you know, like you, you're looking at maybe one location, like a small cast of people, what are ways that you can ensure that you can actually make your short? Like, do you, do you go into the writing process knowing that you want to keep it, you know, sparse? simple all of those things should always you know come out of the story that you write but you also need to live within your means you know like we we don't go out and start you know writing car explosions into our scripts because on a on a subconscious level like we understand that we're not in a place of being able to do that um and I, I think it's just a healthy balance it's like you're always going to going to come up against the, the fact that you, you know things are going to cost um, money and you're not going to be able to do them. But that being said, um, there's a, there's a lot of ways to be able to do things really, um, inexpensively. And it is about having that like sort of network, whether you're scratching people's backs and being able to pull favors for people. One of our shorts we shot in your house, um, you know, which was a, which was an amazing short. Uh, one of the, one of the, the end, one of the end scenes we shot in your house. Um, and that kept us from having to drive out into the middle of rural America to be able to find a location like that. And it's just because of, of, of who you know sometimes. And so I guess um, to, the takeaway is to not uh, like discount any relationship you have with anybody ever because at some point down the road, they're going to have something that's beneficial to the story that you want to make. Um, so be your best self on like every single set and in every single creative capacity because all of those favors come back around if, if you're looking for them. And it's usually in ways that you don't necessarily think where it's like, like for Jillian, it, our location, one of our locations was her cousin's office and then another location was my house and like, you know, it's just, it's not like she hired me because as a producer because I had a house that she liked. It mm. was like 
she hired me as a producer because we have known each other since um, film school. And like, um, we'll bleep that out. You know, and I just happened to have a great driveway for what we needed. Like, it's not, it's not like she was like, I'm going to hire her for a driveway. <laughs> like, but you know, it's all, it's all friends and it's nice when you work that way. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, I would disagree with what Logan said before. Um, I think that you should never limit. <laughs> I, I, I think you should never limit yourself when it comes to writing. I think the most exciting things, um, our feature is set in a, uh, location that there's never been a narrative feature before. Hopefully we're shooting January, 2018. So I'm not going to tell you guys what is bad on here but um yeah and it's uh it's it, it when I first that's the first thing I ever wrote and um uh, I write usually the first drafts of all of our stuff and then Logan comes in and, and we we finish it off co-writing it together um and I think that I'm I never want to be like if, if a car explosion fits into it then that's what it has to be and we have to figure out a way to do a car explosion if that's all of the budget and then nothing is spent on anything else and everything else is favors then that's what it is I don't know I think it's important to not to not limit yourself because if that's what you're I think it's important to tell true stories honest stories um or if you're a midnight short crazy stories and if that's if that's what um what you need then that's what you need the story you need to tell and I think uh going off of that um being realistic, though, is still so much a part of it. And knowing it's like, ooh, this does call for, for an explosion of a car. But maybe there's a way you can set that up. And all of a sudden, you're back inside and the cur- glass and the curtain comes mm, in and a bright totally. flash and a bang. It's like, dang, we just made a car blow up. And that costs us like $60 window pane, you know, there we and, go. and some yeah. lighting. So um, there's nothing more creatively fulfilling than restrictions. In yeah. Ways. Yeah. Being scrappy. Being scrappy is the best. Well then, okay. That's a good segue to like a question about what is the benefit of shooting a short versus like shooting a feature and those restrictions that the short implies. Uh, I think that, sorry, I paused there for a moment. Uh, there's so much more freedom in the shorts realm. So much more. Um, and I would, I think that's, uh, we all watch and study feature films. And I think about this a lot in that, uh, they're big and sweeping, um, and that informs how we make our shorts, but you get to just hone in and, and go all in on one certain feeling or, or mindset or um, emotional explosion where you're like, what, what were these thoughts and feelings? Uh, this, wouldn't, this would never stand up in a feature, but I can, if you tell the story to, to piece something together, ultimately it helps. Mm-hmm. There's also something really fun about making something over 48 hours um, <laughs> versus like a month and a half or something. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if any of you guys, have, you guys haven't either, but I've never made a feature, so I don't actually know. Um, but something I do really love about making low budget shorts, especially is sort of that rush of the 48 hour or 36 hour or, you know, whatever it is, two day shoot where... You, I don't know. I made one for a day and a half. It was a twenty-page short, and it was amazing. <laughs> like we had so much fun, you know, um, and like just plowed through. And then it was over, and we all kind of looked at each other and cried for like two days. <laughs> like we did it. Oh my god, you know. So there's something really special about that too. You have the short. Uh, you're at the festival. What? are you using the short for as far as for like the rest of your career? You mentioned a calling card earlier or a business card. 
Are you making shorts with the intention of trying to show what about yourself? For what purpose? Uh, the purpose of making a short film, yeah. Um, I think it's so much of like a low-risk opportunity to create a piece of art. So you can make it in 48 hours. You can like say, can I create a universe that somebody cares about just like in a flash of a second? Um, so you have to be so much more potent. And so some of that tension and whatever is within the scene, that's in every scene of a film. Um, and it's so easy to botch in a short film. And you see so many botched short films where it's just like, well, that was short, but it was boring. Yeah. Um, so in the short film, it's still the same challenge of how do you hold that tension? So I would say, A, you do it for school, you do it for learning. Um, and B, yeah, the calling card. Like suddenly you made something that didn't take that much and you do have that Somebody from L.A. or somebody's like checks out your film in the screener group, just like how I think you found us was through the screeners here at South by. And they're like, whoa, you guys are talking about dumb stuff and we like it. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden you have a friend that wants to make another piece of art that has your voice and you're like yeah, I'll take your money to make another piece that's going to make you happy. So it is just, it's a stepping stone. Um, yeah, I, I think um, some people make sure it's as, as proof of concepts for their feature, like a little, like a sort of trailer of, of what could be if if we had a larger budget, if we had a larger means of making something happen. Um, and we didn't set out to make any, and we in we have that feature um, ready to go, and that we're, we were ready to make the feature, however many years ago. Years. So the the <laughs> two years ago, so the the shorts were a proof of concept in that sense, but really just not of concept of us as filmmakers. We knew no one was going to take us seriously with this script if we wanted to direct it. We were the writers. We wanted to maintain creative control. So we thought, okay, let's let's write some shorts that show, you know, what we can do on an aesthetic level, on a, on a tonal level with story. Um, and like Celine was saying earlier, if you put them all into a pot, they kind of register as where we're headed with our feature. So that was our goal with it. And it's, um, it is good. Yeah. You, you sort of, you enter into uh, every festival is a stage for being able to present yourself and make, um, all different types of connections, whether they're, uh, financers, but also, yeah, other collaborators down the road. I mean, also, there's something really fun about just making short stories like, you know, I mean, features have more of a broad sort of access at this point. But it is I mean, to me, that's frustrating because I, I love short films. I think it's fun. Like, no offense to you guys, but Thesaurus as a feature would be so, so... A I don't, disaster. <laughs> please no, please no tell plan. me that's no, not a proof no of concept no, for your no, feature. Like a Groundhog Day thing? No, yeah, I don't no, think we I mean, it's like... It is, <laughs> it is a perfect short film, and I am so glad that's it exists. Really <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no. It should not be any longer than it is, and you guys did a great job making a film that is exactly the right length. So, Thank like... You. Thanks. Don't Thank make you. it longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just one fun thing that's come about in, in showing it here with an audience. I mean, it just even past couple of years, it's been exciting to have strangers, you know, view our stuff. Uh, for a while there, it's friends and family and, and people that you're like, oh, you know, thank you. But now like, oh, wow, I don't know that person that's watching our film and it's exciting. And then when they want to talk with you about it or the subject matter and you get just closer as human beings um, about something that you may not want to 
talk about sometimes, yeah. uh, you know, our, uh, our driver. Yeah. Our driver the other night was talking, we, we talked about butts with our, uh, fashion driver. How long, how long was that conversation? <laughs> uh, it was a few minutes. He, he was a, a fighter jet pilot and he goes, Oh, well, you know that, uh, hemorrhoids are actually a big problem for fighter jet pilots. Cause you have to strain and push your muscles all together to make sure you keep the blood in your head. And I don't know if you know what happens when you strain all your muscles too much, make a grunt and noise. And it's like, okay, yeah. And these are the types of conversations you're hoping to inspire as filmmakers. Yeah. And I, I had a conversation with like my chiropractor, like the same thing. It's like when you exert force like that causes hemorrhoids and all of a sudden like. So you this, guys are this, becoming very experts on, uh, on the itchy butt stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's honestly, it's a joke, but it's a, it's a deeply personal story talking about things that we don't normally talk about in public. And suddenly you've, you've all, you've suddenly connected to a person in a in a way that they're like, wait, I actually don't want to be talking about this, but this jackass made a piece of art that made me talk about this, and we're like, we don't want to be talking about it either. Why did we make this piece of art? <laughs> but I think that shorts also do one more thing that maybe can stretch into the feature world um, if your shorts are awesome. But I think it allows you to not compromise maybe that um y- y- the money is either your money or kickstarter or, or from parents or friends or whatever and and they want to see what you you know you're making something to me that's all yours and i think maybe in the feature world with money coming from different places or whatever you know mm. you always try to have that you know final edit and everything else but um that sometimes you can end up answering to people in in ways that maybe aren't you know, and so to make these shorts first, to experiment first, to find your voice and to not compromise on those things, um, was really important to Logan and I. And, uh, that's how we work as co-directors, um, that we think compromising, maybe you end up with weaker storytelling if, if we land, landed somewhere in the middle between her eating it or not. Right. Um, not saying what she's eating and, um, (laughs) but we have to pick one or the other. And then we have this, this strong story. That's a, that's a very much a mix of what both of us wanted out of it. And then we realized the other was right with something and sleeping on it or whatever that is. Yeah. You bring up a good point in that, uh, a lot of, a lot of the filmmakers I've been talking to, uh, they all say, you know, get all the bad stuff out of the way while no one like knows you essentially, (laughs) you know? And then like, once you have like all that bad stuff and people are actually like recognizing you then, you know, they'll never look at your bad stuff. You'll just make good stuff <laughs> at that point. <laughs> it's great to learn on a short. Like, I don't know. I I started out, make I made a short that $3,000 when I was talking about. I'd never done it before. And we had a great team. And they were all such troopers because now, as a producer, I know the law. Um, but I didn't when I started. And... Our sound guy on my first short, which is called Affections, um, he came up to me at halfway through our two-day shoot, and he said, "So you've never, uh, you've never done this before?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, how did you know that?" And he's like, "Your call sheet is a 14-hour day for two days." Oh my god! And I was like, "So?" And he's like, "Sarah, that's illegal. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna say. Like, I'm not complaining. Like, I get it." But that is highly illegal. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I didn't know. And I'm so sorry, you know. And he was, he's great. I, he worked on, uh, he worked on Whiskey Fists and we had normal hours. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, that was how I learned. And I'm so happy he said something. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. 
can I ask how the interns were treated on Whiskey Fist? Oh, <laughs> I wish we had interns. Oh. Right. What do they call production babies? Oh, uh, yeah. When uh, you get to the end of Pixar films, they list yeah. all the babies. If we'd had interns, they would have thrown really good parties. <laughs> all right, guys. So just to wrap up here, I'm going to ask you all to uh, give me uh, your best piece of advice for people who are trying to do what you guys are doing right now, which is making stuff that is successful. Best piece of advice is to try to make whatever is in your head and then show it to a friend and ask them to give you the most critical feedback possible. Um, Or write your script and send that to everybody. Get people's feedback. Be willing to ignore people and not listen to them, but also you have to be open to what they're saying and what they might be identifying. But uh, you have to create and you have to fail and then you have to be open to to your own failures until you can get something that's like, oh, it's starting to work now. This is great. I would say I, I fall into traps of uh, being prejudiced against certain things. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch some weird thing on uh, YouTube or something like that. So I would say be open to, um, you know, consuming media uh, that you may otherwise not be into just because it unlocks little things here and there in your brain to inform what you want to do and then help you with your voice. I really liked what you said about experimenting to find your voice. So I think um, the basis of every great uh, piece is, uh, is, is story and it, it does start with a script. Um, like you're just saying, um, I think it's about consuming as much as possible and not just in film. I read so many articles just read a lot of articles and I love looking at uh, pictures of the year from like as far back as I can go. Um, cause I think that there's some, there's a lot of beauty and a lot of stories and a lot of ugly that hasn't been unwrapped yet. And, um, in, in finding that it's not just drawing from a lot of times drawing from your own life can be the most powerful stuff, but, um, there's something really cool about having to dive into something and do a shit ton of research and figure stuff out that that can make you even more excited about it so i would say just consume as much as you can and again don't compromise yes to what everybody is has that's what i would have said if i had gone first <laughs> and so to to, to to contribute something new to the conversation um the um the idea of having a team that you completely that you feel comfortable being your most artistic with um, we've built our crews so far and there are people that we are keeping and people that we don't want to work with anymore. You know, it's just because, you know, um, your vision really aligns with some people or, you know, you feel comfortable, um, telling someone that they're wrong or having that argument in that moment. And it may not be your group of friends, you know, it may not be the people that you think that it is. Um, but really find that out for yourself and discover, um, who makes you like your best self when you're in that mode of, of production. And I know we just spent a bunch of time talking about how shorts are great because there's low risk, but at the same time there, I mean, it's hard, it's hard work and it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of other people's times and we're all scratching each other's backs. And so I think my piece of advice is that if you're going to do it, make sure it's something that you really care about and not just something you're making because you want to quote unquote be a success because like, especially with this kind of thing, it's like, it's hard. And it is the ones that I've seen that I've loved the most going to these festivals are the ones where you can tell that the person was going to make it whether or not they got into a festival. And that like, you know, if you don't get into a festival, there's so many great outlets online for people to see your work that 
there's other versions of success. Mm -hmm. Um, so make sure you're making something you really love. Yeah. I was at a keynote yesterday and the speaker said like, you know, if you've made a film, then you are a success. So you've, if you've done it, then you're a success. It doesn't matter what people think or if you get into festivals because it's a fucking hard thing to do. And so I got to thank you all for coming in and sharing your your experiences getting there. Thank you. uh, Good luck with the rest of the festival. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Indie Film Weekly is not happening this week because I am on vacation. Instead, we're going to be releasing our final Sundance podcast. Yes, that's right. A few months after Sundance, but we got a lot of podcasts out of that festival. This one features Oakley Anderson Moore interviewing a handful of crew members from the VR project Miubi. And this is an interesting project because it is actually the longest VR piece ever made. If you liked what you heard today and you're excited to hear Thursday's episode, then just subscribe to the No Film School podcast. That way, you won't have to waste time and go and find us on iTunes and download us every single week. You'll just get it straight to your phone or whatever thing you use to listen to stuff. I'm John Fusco. You can follow me on Twitter at Jim underscore John underscore Jim. You can follow No Film School on Twitter at No Film School. And I'll see you uh, next week.